Blog Talk Radio. Hi, my name is Nick from the Marlins Catch Podcast. Make sure to follow us at Marlins Catch on Twitter and Instagram. For more Marlins content, check out our website at themarlinscatch.com. The Marlins Catch Podcast is sponsored by the Baseball Podcast Network. And you can follow the Baseball Podcast Network on following platforms. Instagram, Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter, Baseball Podcast One, without the T. YouTube and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. You can listen to the Marlins Catch Podcast live on blogtalkradio.com or download the Marlins Catch Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Enjoy the show. Gracias. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the Marlins. Okay. Auto wrist, kind of spin it. Man at the coop, my one of the top, hit it What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Marlins Catch Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Nick, aka Marlins News. Uh, back to episode number 21 of the Marlins Catch Podcast here. Uh, I know some technical difficulties going on today. Um, just to our producer, Ben, to not be able to... Run that back, Turbo. Okay. Auto Marvis, kind of been spinning. Man at the coop. My window tennis. Chop out the top. Hit it in the limit. Uh, hopefully we're good now, guys. Um, sorry about that, guys. Again, technical difficulties on my end here. Um, trying to get Lissandro in here. Um, so, Lissandro, um, try to talk into the mic and see if we can get you on here. Sorry again for the technical difficulties. Nothing on his end here. Um, so, um, yeah, so again, um, sorry about the technical difficulties today, guys. Uh, we're just going to get started here on the Marlins Catch podcast here. And first off, let's start off with the past uh, for the Marlins here. So this week here, um, the Marlins won a lot of games straight. It was a big day for us offensively and pitching-wise here. Um, we were off Monday, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday were all victories. Then we went on a three-game losing streak there. So we played – um, we played very well um, during that time span here. Um, but so, yeah, let's just go over that really on um, what we were doing here. So the Marlins on Tuesday defeated the Tigers 5-4. to four. Wednesday defeated the Tigers 6-3. to three. Thursday they won 5-2. to two. Friday they then lost new series to the Nationals 12-10. to 10. Saturday they lost 5 nothing to the Nationals. And Sunday – which was yesterday, they lost nine to six, and then today they won three to two. So, again, a great series uh, for the Marlins here, um, and I was really, really impressed to see that this week, um, this uh, time for the fish, and really just getting those wins has been really, really key uh, for the Marlins here. Uh, Lissandra, try talk, uh, talking now. I think I got you in here. What's up, Nick? 
Hey, Lissandra. I'm glad we got you here. Sorry for the technical difficulties, everyone. Uh, Lissandra's here now. Just some technical difficulties going on here. But, um, Lissandra, let's um, let's talk about basically how the Mons have played uh, this past week um, with the wins going defeat uh, sweeping the Tigers and uh, we're going on that three game losing streak. Let's talk a little bit on how what was going on. All right. Um, I think it was this was a really good week for. I think we played extremely well. We gave us a lot of fight and um, the offense was was really clicking. I guess you can say um, this past weekend. Uh, pitching was was shaky against the against the against the Washington Nationals, but overall, I think this was a solid week for the Fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a solid week for the uh, Fish this week. And um, another thing really was maybe the production as well from the pitching standpoint. So let's kind of get into the players of the week. You guys know this. We do this every single week here on the Mullins podcast. We do a hitter and a pitcher. Um, really. So we're going to go right into the hitter this week for the Marlins. And I was debating between two players, but I could not pass this player up seeing what he has been doing in the last 10 games. I'm going to go with Harold Ramirez. Harold Ramirez absolutely raking at the dish for the Marlins, going 15 to 38, 15 hits and 38 at bats with a 395 average started off. Absolutely doing terrible, absolutely doing uh, spectacular. Um, this week for the Marlins, I'm very very impressed to see that. And you, as you, as you saw, if you saw on the stat line, having five yeah. hits in the Tiger series and eight hits in the National series, he is doing absolutely fantastic. And I think he is going to be our franchise left fielder for the Marlins for the sustainable future. I can see he is playing absolutely. He's absolutely raking. He's playing absolutely great. And I'm going to pick Harold Ramirez as my player of the week, Lissandro. Yeah, Nick. Harold Ramirez had an absolutely fantastic week. Um, it was very nice to see him um, have this type of week. Um, about, like, as he did amazing in the AAA system for us for, the, for a good month that he was there. And good to see him keep on producing. Now he's in the big leagues. But I got to give mine to, to Brian Anderson. He, Brian Anderson is our, is our franchise player who, who we're building around, and he had an absolutely fantastic week. Um, got six base hits, um, scored five times. Those Out of the six base hits, he had two doubles. He hit three home runs and had nine RBIs, as well as drawing two walks, which was absolutely fantastic from our franchise player. So I I think the this is going to be the the I, I believe June is going to be a very good month for for Brian Anderson and we're going to see a lot of more of these um uh, a lot more of these stats from uh, going on I believe he's starting to to, uh, to heat up. What I'm really hoping from Anderson is that he can get that average up. He's definitely been uh, heating it up for the Marlins, but really if he can just be that sustainable third baseman that we can have for this sustainable future and franchise. That would be absolutely fantastic. Um, a lot of praise going into Anderson from my end, and I know from yours as well, uh, for you picking him here. So, um, no, just a big a big um, week for Anderson as well and Harold Ramirez. So, very, very pleased to see that from the Marlins. And uh, 
you know, hopefully we can get um, more of that in the upcoming week here as we face the upcoming uh, teams here that I'll be saying right after we do the uh, pitchers. So for the pitchers now, I'm going to go with um, Jose Urania this week, uh, pitching two games um, throughout the podcast um, time. So the 22nd against the Tigers, I know he only went six innings pitched, but he only let up two one runs. We did let up seven hits uh, and only two walks. That uh, start for Jose Urania. I saw uh, a nice day from him. Only letting up two one runs. His ERA is coming way down. I'm really, really happy to see that. And five strikeouts in that start against the Tigers was nice to see. And then tonight, um, no, not tonight, earlier today, against the Nationals, going seven innings pitch, only letting up four hits, two earned runs, and four strikeouts. A great day from Urania as well. Another strikeout's on and all there. Yeah, he's kind of a pitcher-to-contact guy. But Jose Urania has been absolutely killing it this week. He's killing it uh, for the Marlins and going on a hot um, streak there pitching-wise. So, Jose Urania will win the award from me for this week. Yeah, Nick. Um, it was a fantastic um, week uh, for, for Jose Urania. was definitely, I believe, our best starter. Uh, so, that was a good choice that he picked. He pitched two games this week. Um, but I'm actually... I'm not going to pick a starter today. Um... I'm actually going to pick uh, a release a release pitcher for the fish, and um, that's got to be um, Sergio Romo. Um, Sergio Romo has had, a, 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 I believe, a fantastic week for the fish. Um, he, pit, he pitched on four games, um, got three saves, only allowed two hits, a zero earned run, uh, one walk and three strikeouts. Um, that was, I think he had a fantastic week coming out of the bullpen, closing out our games. Um, so I think I, I got to give mine to, to Sergio Romo. I believe he had a, just an overall fantastic week as a closer. So, Wow, a little unfamiliar there. Uh, going with a closer for the pitcher of the week. And uh, I feel like some people on here maybe forget that. Yeah, closers are also are obviously pitchers, but we can also pick them as our uh, – Player of the week there, so um, I like you going with Sergio Romo here. A little bit of uh, a wild card here, not a starter, but yeah, Sergio Romo has been doing great for them all and getting picking up a lot of those saves, um, not letting up a run since the 14th, which was against the Rays. So Romo definitely getting his ERA down as well is a big thing. So really nice to see Sergio Romo get on that hot start on a hot um, hot streak for them all pitching wise and. You know, I when Madden Lee in the beginning of the season said, "Oh, we're not going to have a closer. We're going to pitch by situations." I think we have found our closer, and it's definitely going to be Sergio Romo. Um, having that hot streak from Romo is really, really good to see. And I'm glad you pointed that out, Lissandro. So, yeah, I'm glad you recognized Sergio Romo as he uh, was pitching fantastic this week. Okay, so let's go look at the upcoming squad schedule for your Miami Marlins here. Tomorrow they will be taking on the San Francisco Giants back home in Miami. So a three-game home stand for the Marlins, and then they head up to San Diego. So tomorrow at 7 o'clock they play the Giants. Then Wednesday at 7.10 they play the Giants. And then Thursday is a 1 o'clock game for the Marlins, which will also be at home. And then Friday to Saturday to Sunday 
Uh, I typically do not like going over to the West Coast because the games are so late. But on, but on Friday, they take on the Padres at 10, 10 p.m., so a 10 o'clock start for the Miami Marlins. Saturday, they play at 10 o'clock as well. And Sunday, they play at 6. So, yeah, I feel like that's going to be kind of annoying, um, the late starts. I never liked those. And, Lissandro, I don't know if you agree with me, but are you a big fan of those late starts either, or what's going on? Yeah, Nick, I'm not a big fan of those late games, like when we played, like, the Dodgers or we don't usually we don't play the Angels. So that wouldn't be a good example. But, like, um, those aren't my favorite type of games to watch. I mean, I don't watch. I I try to watch, like, at least the first couple of innings. But I'm <laughs> definitely not a big fan of those, those late starts. Of the game. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not either. I'm not either, Lissandra. I know what you're going at, but um, we're going to make it work here, and um, I'm going to be staying up for all the games, uh, most like, uh, hopefully. Um, I know it's going to be some late games. Games will end until like 12, so uh, it's going to be pretty hard to stay up for the whole, for all those games there, and uh, now hopefully we do get the wins in that series, and especially against San Francisco as well. Um, we get it done tomorrow, um, Wednesday and Thursday, there and so, and we really should get it done in the probables for that uh, series against the San Francisco Giants. Remember, it's a three-game series, just kind of coming off a four-game series. But the probables for that is Jeff Samarja versus Trevor Richards on Tuesday, Madison Bumgarner versus Pablo Lopez on Wednesday, and Thursday is Drew Pomerantz versus Sandy Alcantara on Thursday. So I'm guessing that's how you say it. It's Alcantara, not Alcantara. So I'm going to start saying it how the announcers say it, which I probably is correct. They probably tell them how to say it. So, yeah. So that's the schedule coming up for the Marlins. Hopefully they get it done. 27 of the last 10, they've been playing great baseball. Coming off a 10-game win streak, I've been super impressed on how they're playing. And then, of course, losing the three games um, up in Washington, but getting it done on the final game. So they have some momentum going into the series against the Giants down here. Uh, Lissandro, how impressed were you with the 10-game, the, not 10-game, the 6-game win streak from the Miami Marlins? How impressed were you to see them do that? I was, like, super impressed um, to see the Fish um, put up the fight that they did, uh, sweeping uh, a team like the Mets that we talked about last um, last um, show, and then going back and sweeping the, the Tigers. Um, the Tigers aren't like uh, I, I don't think they're that good of a team like they used to be, but it's still the the fight that we had both for the series was amazing, and and even the fight that we, we put against the Nationals that first game um, to keep our streak alive was was incredible. Um, it was really tough to see that that run that that um that lead being blown in the ninth inning with that home run. Um, but then again, we came back and we, we scored another home run, but it just wasn't enough. But but still, the fight that this team has is incredible. It was really good to see that from the fish. 100%. Yeah, um, a lot of fight from the Miami Mullins there in um, in that standpoint there and that all those series against the Mets and Tigers sweeping them both back-to-back sweeps. Um, just really hope we can see more of that this season. I know we are in 
I know we are not in last place anymore. We are in second to last place, but really I just want to see a lot more from them going into the next series and the series after that and long-term. And I know we can't be like faithful, like, Hey, the, you know, they're going to be a, a really, really great team. No, not yet. You know, they have time and I have a feeling though, if they can keep playing the way they can, we won't fall in last place. I know people want that first overall pick, but in that standpoint, you really just, you know, you want, you don't never want to see a team lose. You don't want to tank. It's not fun. That's not baseball. You know, if you're going to lose, lose the right way, put up a fight. And that winning streak just said, hey, even if your team is in last place, uh, it's, no matter what place your team's in, as a matter of fact, it's always good to see moments like that when your team walks it off, especially with that Cooper Grand Slam. It's always good to have those fun moments as a, as a fan of any team, um, regardless if it's the Marlins or not, regardless if they're in last place or not. So it was definitely really, really great to see that. And, um, Hopefully we just get more of that coming into that. All right, and let's talk about Harold Ramirez, though. He is a hot topic. Uh, ever since he get called up, he's got a 395 average, a tremendous start to his career uh, down in Miami. Um, he hasn't playing center field, but I see him more as a left, a corner outfielder. I like him at left field um, there. For, and moving forward, he only age 24. Uh, if he can keep this up, this would be really big because right now we're seeing his potential right now, and he is skyrocketing right now. When AAA was doing great, and now he's doing even better. Um, Harold Ramirez really, I think, can be a cornerstone for us if he continues to play like this. I know it's going to be very hard to keep that up. Um, you know, he's been playing right field, though, too, and everything else, but left field is the position I'm going to have to pick for him. So, do you think he can be the franchise left fielder? If he can keep this up, I think he can be. And I know you got players in the farm like Monte Harrison, Connor Scott, a lot, a ton of outfielders loaded in that uh, farm system for the Marlins here. But Harold Ramirez just was really a sleeper. No one was really looking at him. And I know you got Mesa down there as well. Um I do think he could be a franchise left fielder for us, and I would really love to see that from him. What do you think, Lissandro? Yeah, Nick. Um, that it from the looks of it, if he can play like this, um, if he can play like this, like he did, like if he start, if he keeps on playing like this throughout the whole year and into next year. Definitely, a hundred percent. Harold Ramirez has to be um, a starter, and, and has to be a an everyday starter, because the, the numbers he put up were just outstanding. No, like you were saying, nobody was expecting it from him. He was one of those key names in our in our minor league system, not like um, other players like Monte Harrison, for example, like you were saying. Yes, we do have a stacked um, outfielding prospects with, like we were saying again, Connor Scott and the Mesa brothers, Lewis Princeton again. We don't want to forget about him. Um, mm-hmm. We have all these players, but Harold Ramirez is just—he's been playing amazing as of as of right now, and yet and he had a, a terrific uh, spring and a and a. And and a terrific uh, one month in the in the minor league system. 
so yeah, Nick, I, I have to agree with you. If he continues this up throughout the rest of the throughout the whole the rest of the season, and he carries it on to the next season, for sure. Once uh, our other outfielders develop to make to the major leagues, like Victor Victor Mesa or Connor Scott, for sure, Harold Ramirez has to be a part of that um, that roster. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I really would love to see that from him. I know he works hard, only being 24 years young. Um, really is solid to see that. And speaking of Lewis Brinson, I feel like people are always putting him down. Let's shine some light on him here. Uh, get some numbers down in AAA for him. Currently hit 306. Um, and hit tearing it up uh, down there in AAA. Um, for the Marlins, having five home runs already, uh, he's been doing really good. And I've uh, been really, really impressed with Lewis, how he's been playing down there, and I think he has been playing a lot of right field, I've been seeing from the ba- from the Baby Cakes um, lineups and box scores, playing a lot of right field, and they got JT Riddle some days in center field, too, which was a little was interesting to see, and Miami did say that would happen. Um, yeah, hopefully they do move, move Brinson back to center field. I really don't like him playing on the corners. His speed is uh, really good to play up the middle, so I really like him as a center fielder, but um, yeah, I'm just you know, I'm been, been impressed with Lewis how he's been uh, doing doing down there in AAA, uh, hitting some homers, getting on base. Uh, he actually walked twice today, no strikeouts today. Had did have a single. Uh, Brinson's been really really good down there in AAA, and let's also talk about my guy Isan Diaz. Didn't homer today. Did go over four, but before that did homer in six straight games or five straight games. I have no idea, but he yeah, has ten homers on the season. He is doing great for the for the baby cakes, uh, and I and now I'm thinking, hey, should we move Stalin Castro sooner rather than later because of what's been going on, and maybe give Diaz the call. Sandra, what do you think about that? Yeah, Nick. Um, don't get me wrong; I'm a big fan of of Stalin Castro. I've always liked him, even when he was was wasn't with the Marlins. I've always liked him when he was. Um, with the uh, with the with the Cubs, where he started his his career, and and then uh, with the Yankees, Sean Castro has always been one of those players I've liked. But yes, um, I would not mind seeing him get traded in the in the in the trade deadline. Um, he's he he's not having the best season right now. And he's. T- I feel like he's taking up the spot of one of our. Oh, is he's taking up the spot of one of our our young players who can be developing uh, right now in the major league? Because I definitely think Hassan Diaz is ready to get called up, especially with the streak he's been on right now. So yeah, I I think the best move for the fish would be to trade Stalin Castro as soon as possible. Stalin Castro currently on the season is batting 227 right now with 194 bats. He's about to be approaching 200 at bats, and if he it may not even get over 230. It's really not solid. He's been really inconsistent this season, but you always see a solid, consistent Castro uh, throughout the years. Last year, batted somewhere around 270, but really, I'm disappointed to see that from him this season. Uh, we were relying on him to be a number three hitter, moved down to number five. Uh, and Lutel Ramirez up to second, which I really like to see. But you know, San Diaz being, uh, of course, younger than Stalin Castro. Stalin Castro not being that old, only 29 years old. 
uh, who actually just turned 29, and Hassan Diaz, who just turned 23. Happy birthday, Hassan Diaz. Today is his birthday. Um, so being young, be young would be really cool to see Hassan Diaz get the call um, now. So then we have the young hitter in our lineup, and uh, I personally do think he is ready. Um, always did like Hassan Diaz from that trade we did make uh, with the Elitch. So that could that was another piece that could potentially work out for us, uh, but we shall 100% see. Sandro, another question for you um, about the, um, the farm down there. Do you think, not the farm, about a move we just made today, calling up Elijah Hernandez, who's been absolutely dealing down there in AAA, um, what do you think about that move that the Marlins made today? I know it was uh, it was only it was only earlier today they made that move here for Elijah Hernandez and sending down Kinley. Um, do you think it was the right move to give um, Elijah Hernandez another shot up here in the majors? Yeah, Nick, um, I definitely uh, he like you said, Elijah Hernandez has been uh, really really solid in minor league system. Started off the season. Um, pretty good. Um, so yeah, he definitely deserves another chance, especially since last year was like his first um, like time playing in the major league, um, uh, playing in the majors. So that's why I I believe he he wasn't the best pitcher last year. Um, but showing how he's played in the minor in the in the in the minors, he definitely deserves to another spot, especially with Tyler Kinsley struggling. Um, as of late, he did start off the season pretty good, and then lately he's been just not hasn't been playing good. So that's a really good move by the fish to to send down Kindy to work on his stuff and giving um, Hernandez uh, another chance to, uh, to prove himself in the big leagues. That was uh, a really really good move by the fish. I I really agree with that with that move. With the MLB draft coming next week on Monday night here, we will be having coverage of them on the Mullen Catch podcast here. Uh, let's talk about um, a little bit more about some of the prospects you want. They really are liking J.J. Bladelli. I don't know how you really say it. And Andrew Vaughn, uh, Bellady, actually. I think that's how you say it. The outfielder uh, and Andrew Vaughn. I'm really hoping Andrew Vaughn um, falls to us. I don't want another outfielder. As much as I think Bellady is going to be good, I really do not want another outfielder in our farm system. And I'm sure, Lissandra, you can agree. Um, Andrew Vaughn will be the better pick for us. But if we do not get a first baseman this year, there is a really, really good player that next year's draft for the Marlins could potentially stag, um, snag from Arizona State, and he is a first baseman. Um, on here, I'm, try- I'm trying to find a name here real quick for you guys, but he would be a nice pickup too. He's got a huge bat. Um, and his name is Spencer Torkelson, um, who I think it could be better than Andrew Vaughn. But really, I don't really want another outfielder in this farm system here. A lot of monsters are having us take him. And if we're really not going to get Andrew Vaughn or Bobby Wood Jr., I would then want us to get C.J. Abrams, the other shortstop in this draft. I don't want another outfielder no matter what. I know they're really looking into him to get him. But I really do not want another outfielder. And, Lissandra, would you like the idea of the Marlins bringing in another outfielder from college, or would you like the idea of bringing in a power first baseman, Andrew Vaughn, from college as well? Nick, um, like we were talking earlier in this podcast, 
the outfield the outfield prospects that we have is too many. I guess you can say we have we have Harold Ramirez right now who has been playing amazing. I think he's been like he's been our main topic, so I don't think I have to go back into that um what do I think about Harold Ramirez. But we have again players like the Mesa brothers. We have Brinson, Harrison, Connor Scott. Um, these are all players that that can be key pieces for the fish in the future. They all they're all outfielders. I don't see any of them being able. I mean, yes, I I maybe someone could develop into an infield position, but that's not their main. That's not what they they came into the into into our system with. They they're outfielders. So I really, I really don't want another outfield um, prospect. We we have too many. That's it's too much. It's, it's already too much. And with all of our other roles basically being filled in, on uh, like we have third base Anderson, second base Isan Diaz, shortstop we have um, like we're Jose Devers. Um, not Jose Devers. What is it? I don't remember his first name. Devers. You know what I'm talking <laughs> Jose about. Devers. Jose Devers. <laughs> oh, it is Jose Devers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we have Alfaro as our catcher. And Wallach, who is also pretty young, isn't isn't bad either. We need a first mm-hmm. baseman. Martin Prado and Neil Walker are not our future first basemen. Um, right. We need a first baseman. And I definitely agree. We, we, we need a, a power header as well. So yeah, Nick, I I definitely agree with um, getting a, a a power first baseman for sure. Okay, there there you have it, Lissandro. Thank you so much for that opinion. But that'll do it again for the Mullins Catch podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining here on the Mullins Catch, and we will be live tomorrow night, not Monday night, for the MLB draft. Uh, we cannot wait to talk about it on here on the Mullins Catch with you guys. Without further ado. Thank you guys so much for joining today. Again, head over to stubyard.com, promo code BPN10. Save you 10% off any order. And also make sure to head over to the blogtalkradio.com and get your Lewis, Brink t-shirt, Lewis Brinton t-shirt. Without further ado, me and Lissandra wish you guys a happy Monday and a happy Memorial Day, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Oh, I'm ready to play now.